You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. This has to be baked in eight minutes flat. If it's one second over eight minutes, it's not, it doesn't qualify. So we know what happened on the eighth day. What happened on the eighth day? He rose again. Amen. All right. So the, and so this represents his body. And how we know that is because they break it in half. They break it in half and they take the one half to put it in the middle of this matzah bag here. And then they take this other one and wrap it in this one right here. All right. And then they, they hide it. They hide it. That's called the afikoman. This is the afikoman means dessert. And generally speaking, when they hide it and somebody and one of the kids find it, they get a reward. All right, I don't. Know. All right, close your eyes, kids. Come on, anybody that's under fifteen, close your eyes. Come on. Whew. Okay. So you can open your eyes now. Pass a. You choose somebody so they don't get mad at me. Choose a, a young. He's going to find it. Now, let me ask you that. When they came to the sepulcher, uh, Jesus' body was buried, right? <gasps> she found it! Yay! Congratulations. One dollar. What you can buy with a dollar. Okay, thank you. So, the, the tradition is, you know, there were some who could not stay for four hours, obviously, for whatever reason. And in, in that case, if they weren't going to stay, uh, they they would just kind of crumble up the napkin like that, and they would just you know, throw it down on their seat like that, and they would go. When the waiter came by and saw that napkin rolled up like that, he knew that Mr. So-and-so, he ain't coming back. So they would clean up all his stuff. But now when the waiter came and he saw that I had folded the napkin, he said, uh, Mr. Freed, he's coming back. So I ain't going to collect all this stuff, right? Amen? And remember I left that door open over there? You know why that door is open? Because that door is the one voice that's crying in the wilderness. (laughs) That's what that door is open for. The one who's preparing the way for the Messiah. Now, if he comes and sits in his chair, right, that means that the Messiah is coming. You got it? But if he doesn't sit here, it means the Messiah hasn't come. Now, we know what happened, that in the tomb, they wound up the body with, uh, I think it was like 90 pounds of myrrh and aloes. And they would put the, the body down. But when they came in there, what did the Bible say? Head napkin was laid nice and neat over here in another section of the tomb. And guess what happened? Jesus wasn't there. Amen? And everybody knew uh, when the rest came there and everybody knew that because the napkin was neatly folded and was put over there, that Jesus is what? He's coming back. Isn't that a blessing? Jesus is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. And those of us that know Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can see Christ through all these steps, and we are looking for our Savior to come back. You are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844 644 
1-800-242-4426. Now, if you're calling to receive this free MP3 CD, or if you have questions about who Israel's true Messiah is, that number, once again, is 844-644-4426. Or you can go to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. There, you can find archives of each broadcast and an in-depth list of over 150 prophecies that the Lord Jesus fulfilled in the Holy Scriptures. That web address is www.hopeofisrael.net. And now, here is the remainder of today's broadcast. Leviticus chapter 23. And I will begin reading there at verse 9. All right, now the Bible tells us, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye become into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord to be accepted. For you, on the morrow after the Sabbath, the priests shall wave it, and the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto the Lord for a sweet savor, and the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, and that's unfermented wine. Of course, you'll just have to take my word for it, but never fermented wine was uh, offered here. And then the Bible says the fourth part of a hen. And he shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that ye have brought an offering unto your God. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generation in all your dwellings. Heavenly Father, now, once again, we come to thee as humbly as we can, dear God. We know that it's an awesome thing to be in the house of the living God. It's a great responsibility to be behind this pulpit of wood. And I pray now, God, that as the word of God is uh, broken out to thy people, that they would receive the word with gladness tonight. And help us to be alert to the word of God tonight. For it is truly, thus saith the Lord, as we read the scriptures. And I pray, God, that it will be a real blessing to the people, encourage the people, revive the people in the last days and get them on fire for the things of God like they never had before, and help them to grow more in love with the Savior. When they see how God had planned all these things out in ages past, and now we are the recipients of most of these festivals, we are living proof that these uh, festivals, at least the first four of them, pointed to us, and now we are that generation that it pointed to, and we are a testimony of the perfect Word of God. And we'll thank you now for Jesus' sake. Amen. All right, please be seated. We covered the, the Passover. Of course, the Passover, in simple terms, speaks of Calvary. Behold, the, the, the Lamb of God taketh away the sin of the world. I don't think we could ever talk enough about it. But uh, we, we, gave, we gave a good, uh, uh, a good strive. <laughs> you know the word tries not in the Bible, by the way, T-R-Y. Not in there, uh-uh. So we gave a good strive. <laughs> and we want to consider, uh, we considered also the Feast of Unleavened Bread. 
Uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, we kind of just kind of went through that real quickly because that's really part, uh, part of the Passover. After the Passover, the very next day is the 15th day of Nisan, and that starts the seven days where they are to do no servile work. And they are not to eat any leavened bread whatsoever. And that speaks of the fact that after you get born again, you realize, you know, a lot of people say, well, God saved me, now I can live the way I want to live. But ladies and gentlemen, that's not true. God saved you for a lot of reasons. First of all, he saved you because he loves you and he doesn't want you to spend eternity in the lake of fire. Give me an amen. But then he also saved you because he wants to set you apart for, for his use. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, after the Passover, we don't just live to ourselves, you know. After God saved me, there was a lot of things I had to unload. <laughs> I didn't realize how wicked they were. I had to unload my rock and roll music, give me an amen, because rock and roll is, doesn't jive with being a Christian. You can't be a Christian rock and roller. Come on now. You know what, you know what the word oxymoron is? Oxymoron is like two trains going to uh, have a head-on collision. That's an oxymoron, okay? Two ideas conflicting with one another. Boom, a big explosion. No such thing as a Christian rapper. Give me an amen. No such thing as a Christian a tobacco smoker. Whether it's a cigar. I know preachers in the South, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, right in front of me chewing tobacco. And then they just kind of go like that. And I never knew why they was doing that until I looked back there and it was a big cup of that tobacco spit. Man, that is as gross as you can get. All right, but anyway, but they don't—they don't—they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, the—the uh, the Bible says that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's the only time you're going to know the perfect will of God. You say, I don't know the perfect will of God. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know that. Well, you have to present your body a living sacrifice. Uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread was a time of separation. So, uh, Passover is salvation. Unleavened Bread is separation. Separation from this wicked, ungodly world. I I'm glad when God saved me. He gave me a new family, the Church of the Living God, as seen in a local church. I'm telling you what, I praise God for my new family. Give me an amen. But, I but God had to show me that I'm no longer a friend to this world. And not only that, the world's not a friend of, of mine either. Uh, neither do I like the world, and the world doesn't like me, and we just don't get along. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says we need, uh, we need to come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing. And, and so when we get saved, we meet the Lord at Calvary. But after we get saved, we need to meet the Lord at Romans 12, 1 and 2, which I already quoted. All right? And that is, that's when a Christian learns what it means to be sanctified practical sanctification. God set us apart positionally, but we have to learn what that means practically. And uh, so that's the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Also, the Feast of Unleavened Bread spoken about the, the broken body of our Savior, how they how it was whipped with the cat of nine tails, his guts was out. I, you know, they have wrote books about the terrifying and horrible uh, damage that that the crucifixion and even the pre-crucifixion uh, scourging affects the body and how he's pretty much just hanging uh, on the cross, uh, just his guts were out. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's terrible. And, of course, the Bible says there in uh, Isaiah chapter 52 that his uh, visage, 
uh, was so marred more than any man. So in other words, the way Jesus died, no person's ever been able to replicate that, all right? I don't know if I ever mentioned this to you, but don't tell me if you did see The Passion. It was very, it was one of the greatest movies they say was ever made about uh, the crucifixion of Christ. It was such a graphic movie. They had to rate it R. And uh, why well, you couldn't even take your kids to it. it was so graphic. Are you hearing me now? And everybody went there. I didn't go, but about everybody I heard, they went to see the Passion. And I just don't understand that. First of all, it was put together by a bunch of Roman Catholics, huh? They even had nuns in there, nuns. And, uh, and the fact of the matter is, why, where were our Baptist uh, brothers uh, preaching the gospel in front of the movie theaters, telling these poor people how to get saved? They, you know? Look, may I say, no movie, no book except the Bible can ever describe uh, what Jesus went through. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. Once again, that's P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia, 30127. 